0: Digabit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi, this is Digabit number two for our study. The hour has come the month of March. Wow, our year is just going by so quickly. We are studying this month the... Vine and the branches from John 15 that begins by Jesus saying, I'm the vine and you are the branches. We talked last time in our Dig a Bit about what is meant by the branches, that it is individual Christians that have the tendency to either produce fruit for the Lord or to wither and die and be cast into the fire. So as we're looking at this passage, we notice that that's a pretty serious thing, and we notice that it is possible for us as Christians to be cast from the vine because we depart from the faith, the doctrine, the teaching that Jesus would have us to adhere to, and we know that It is important from this list of passages that we have done from the epistles that point out that there is a doctrine that we can know truth and that we will be severed from the vine if we depart from the truth that we have mentioned in these passages and many, many more. My goal was just to find one passage in each one of the New Testament epistles as well as the book of prophecy, the revelation, and it wasn't very hard at all to find passages that if not directly saying it, they imply by implication we know that we can fall away from the faith and be severed from Christ. And so as we looked at those, someone said that would be a great Bible marking tool, I agree. Uh, or topic you could go through and mark you know how you Bible mark you go to the first one which was I believe in Romans and out in the margin beside that verse you would write the second one and you would go through that way the second citation that way you could go through those passages and you could have a good discussion about sound doctrine and you would have that already marked in your Bible I think that's a great idea what i wanted to do really for this short dig a bit today though is to look at those passages and to realize the urgency of them the language in some of those passages just really makes you think wow what the apostle is saying here is very important to our spiritual life and growth and it does lend itself to the thought that if we don't pay attention to the doctrine the faith if we're not searching the scriptures to make, as one of these passages says, our calling and election sure. If we're not doing that, then we are in danger of being severed from the vine, which is Jesus Christ. And being severed from Christ is a very serious concept. So I wanted us just to notice a few of these words. The first one is in Romans sixteen seventeen and in 1 Corinthians 1, 10. When Paul's writing here, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren. He says it again in 1st, that's in Romans 16 17 and in 1 Corinthians 1 10. Now I beseech you, brethren. The wording there is I'm imploring you, I'm begging you, I am admonishing you. And when the apostle begins his statement with this, he's saying, I want you to listen, listen up because what I'm saying is very serious. And in Romans 16, of course, he's talking about marking those who are teaching things that are uh, contrary to the doctrine that you've already learned from the apostles, from the Holy Spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 1, 10, he goes on and emphasizes it more. Now I beseech you, brethren, I'm begging you, I'm imploring you, and I'm doing that By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ or by the authority of Jesus Christ, I'm begging you. I'm telling you, if somebody's begging you to do something by the authority of Jesus Christ, you better really pay attention to that. That's a serious matter. And of course, what he is begging them to do is to all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you. Well, how do we do that? We do that, of course, by adhering to the doctrine that the Holy Spirit has delivered us through the Word of God. I wanted us next to look at the wording in Galatians 1 verse 8. Though we, it doesn't just say, if any, if any of us speaks anything that is any other gospel than you have already heard, he doesn't say that if we do that. He says, though we, or an angel from heaven speak to you or preach to you any other gospel than that which you have learned when we have preached to you. Let Okay, so that's really, that calls my attention to it. Wow, he's telling us that if an angel from heaven tells me something to do that's not according to the doctrine that's in the word that's been delivered. Wow, an angel from heaven. And he says, if that angel speaks to you some other doctrine... Let him be accursed. Your version say, may say anathema. But what the word really means is let that angel from heaven, if he's preaching a different doctrine, let him be devoted to destruction. Let him be subject to the severest divine penalties. That's what the word means. That's very serious. That is something that, you know, in our churches today, sometimes I think we look at people who may come in and may be teaching something that sounds strange to our ears and we say, oh, but that's a good man. Oh, he has a good heart. Oh, he he's so kind. He's so generous to people. He's such a great light in the community we're just not going to worry so much about the particulars about what he is saying when he's teaching our Bible school class. Get out now. I'm telling you that this says, though an angel from heaven preach a doctrine that's foreign to what the New Testament teaches. You. And, I mean, that would be, uh, of course, paraphrasing to make it uh, meaningful for us today. And, to, and we don't do that passage any damage when we say that though an angel from heaven come and preach something other than what you're reading in your New Testament, you realize that 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 angel from heaven should be a curse, devoted to destruction, subject to the to the severest divine penalties. And then Ephesians four verses three through six, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. What's the unity of the spirit? Well, that is our united mind. That is our agreement with each other based on the word that the Spirit has given us, and today we have that in our New Testaments, endeavoring to keep that unity. And then he lists those seven ones. We've got to be united in the fact that there's one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all, through all, and in you all. We've got to be united in, in, a, in this doctrinal front that's presented to us by the Holy Spirit, we've got to endeavor to keep that unity. And I looked up that word endeavor, and it's a powerful word. We've got to exert ourselves. We've got to make haste to do that. It's got to be important to us. It's got to be a priority. We have to give extreme diligence as we endeavor to keep the unity that's based in the Word of God. And then finally, I wanted us to look at 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. Well, that's not finally. I want to do one more. The Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some are going to depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. The Spirit speaks expressly. That means it's His outspoken word. It's His distinct word. The Spirit is making a point to say this particular thing. Well, what is it? that some people are going to come and teach you with seducing spirits, doctrines. Wow, doctrines of devils. When we depart from what the New Testament teaches, we are being seduced by a doctrine of, and I looked up this word, it's a minister of the devil. The doctrines of devils are coming from Satan himself, and so we are to listen because the Spirit is speaking expressly. He is, this is his outspoken word. This is his distinctive word to which we are to listen. And then I wanted us to notice we can't leave out Jude, verses chapter one, which is the only chapter of Jude. In verse three, beloved, when I gave all diligence, there's that diligence word again, to write to you of the common salvation, it was necessary for me to write to you and exhort or admonish you, That you should earnestly contend for the faith, the faith, the doctrine, the teaching, the system of faith, which was once delivered to the saints. What does that word mean? Earnestly contend for the faith. It means you struggle for it. It means you are willing to put up a battle that hurts you. You struggle to be sure that you are in the doctrine that's presented in the New Testament. And then the Bible closes out with this admonition. For I testify to every man who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, specifically Revelation, but um, by proxy the entire New Testament, the entire deliverance of the word by the Holy Spirit. If any man shall add to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part out of the book of life and tragically out of the holy city Wow, and from the things which are written in this book. God is serious about doctrine. I know that there are some who are studying along who have never heard this concept before who have always thought that God's more concerned about the sincerity of a heart than he is a, a, the will of a man to completely yield himself to the dictates of doctrine from the New Testament. But that's just not true. God is concerned about our hearts, but a sin, sincere heart means a mind that will search the scriptures diligently. Let's think about that mind just for, for a second and we'll be done. It's a mind that listens to the imploring, the begging of the Apostle Paul to adhere to sound doctrine. It's a mind that understands that we are to exert ourselves in order to know sound doctrine and that we are to understand that no matter who it is who comes to us with any other doctrine, we understand that those people who bring a false doctrine should be subject to the severest divine penalties. I don't want to be in that group. We understand that when the Holy Spirit admonished and begged us to adhere to true doctrine, that he was speaking his distinctive and his outspoken word. Don't want you to miss this. The Holy Spirit is saying that those who bring other doctrines are ministers of Satan himself and that we are to struggle. We are to exert ourselves and struggle to contend earnestly with all of our might for the faith, which was once delivered to the saints. When the Bible talks about the faith, It's not talking about trust in God. Faith is trusting in God. But when the Bible talks about the faith, it is speaking of a system of doctrine to which we must struggle to adhere. God's interested in our hearts, but oh, these passages teach us that he's very interested in hearts that are willing to struggle to know truth from his word. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time. That'll be dig a bit number three.